Welcome to the Homeschool Specialist Podcast. After homeschooling her nine children for more than 32 years, Pat Weslowski is now the Homeschool Specialist at Bryan College. She offers tips, ideas, and information that will not only enable you to homeschool successfully, but encourage you along the way. Thanks so much for listening today. Today we're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of dual enrollment. This podcast was first written as a blog on the Heart for Homeschooling blog associated with the Old Schoolhouse magazine. I've been given permission to turn the article into a podcast. The good, the bad, and the ugly of dual enrollment. Earning both college credit and high school credit by having a high school student take college courses is a win-win. Saving money on college by taking dual enrollment classes is yet another win. Many states offer dual enrollment grants and some states offer dual enrollment classes for free. For those who don't live in a state where dual enrollment is reduced or free, don't be too disappointed because many colleges offer reduced rates for dual enrollment classes, making college classes quite affordable. We'll talk about dual enrollment as DE, DE classes. As mentioned, when students take a college level class while in high school, they will earn both college credit and high school credit if they pass the course. Most homeschool parents credit a one semester college course as a full year credit on a high school transcript. In other words, when students take one semester of English at the college level, they receive one full credit of English on their high school transcript. Which students are eligible to take dual enrollment classes? Whether or not students are eligible to take the classes will depend on the requirements set forth by each college. States that offer free DE tuition or DE grants will also have eligibility requirements. Some colleges require a student to be a certain age, while others require the student to be a certain grade level. Some require the students to have a college exam test score, or they may be required to take the college's entrance exam. The same thing holds true for state requirements. In Tennessee, a homeschool student must have completed the 10th grade to use the DE grant, and unless a student has received a 21 on the ACT, or comparable SAT, he can only take one DE class at a time using the grant. At Bryan College, also in Tennessee, a student is required to have completed the 10th grade with a 3.0 GPA but no college exam is necessary unless a student wants to take a higher math class. To find out your state's policy on eligibility, simply do a Google search using the terms dual enrollment homeschoolers and the name of your state. When the results appear, choose the one that's from the official state organization. Often that will be the Department of Education. Contact each college you're considering for DE classes in order to find out the eligibility requirements. How many credits can they earn? The number of credits earned will depend on several factors, including limitations set by the state, if any, limitations set by the college where the classes are being taken, the student's capability, and the family's finances. There are opportunities at some colleges for high school students to earn an AA or an AS degree while still in high school. However, before you have your student graduate with an AA or an AS degree, find out if that will prevent your student from entering college as a freshman because you don't want to lose the scholarship opportunities available to freshmen. If you know which colleges your student is considering attending, find out from each one whether the college penalizes students for taking more than a certain number of DE courses while in high school. Even though the classes are taken before high school graduation, some colleges will classify a student who has earned a certain number of college credits as a transfer student, not as an incoming freshman. And again, scholarship opportunities may be lost. Find out if the college offers online classes or on-campus classes or both. 
Before COVID, many colleges offered both online and on-campus DE classes. Because of the required precautions being taken during the pandemic, some colleges are not allowing any DE students on campus. And for those students who prefer being in a classroom with a teacher, losing that option is disheartening. One of the benefits of taking online classes is the flexibility they usually offer the students. You also need to make a decision on whether you want your student to take classes at a secular or a Christian college. Many homeschool families have chosen to homeschool for religious reasons, and many appreciate the freedom to raise their children using curriculum that supports their worldview. Although most would agree that our children should be taught varying beliefs and worldviews, students should have reached a certain maturity level before being exposed to issues and discussions that conflict with their upbringing. Many times, the professors and the curriculum at a public university will not be aligned with the family's belief system, and for that reason, some students are influenced to abandon their faith. I homeschooled my nine over a period of 32 years, and one of the often heard regrets from my homeschooling friends has to do with allowing their high school students to take classes at a secular college. The same warning can be extended to students attending college after high school. This is not a black and white issue. Many Christians not only survive, but thrive on a secular campus. Many do not. Two of my nine children completed their degrees on secular campuses. Both were married and had children by the time they graduated, so they were more mature and experienced with firm beliefs in place. In some cities, the homeschooling students band together, rating professors and offering feedback on classes offered. Many take classes together, finding comfort in having friends in the class. Is dual enrollment a necessity? No, absolutely not. If you have hesitations about this, don't worry about it. Each child is different, and graduating high school without having earned any college credit is okay. One of my sons didn't want to limit his time on campus because he wanted to play baseball every season of each year. Had he taken too many DE classes, his time on campus would have been shortened. Some students are so involved in a particular curriculum, co-op, or opportunity, such as speech and debate clubs, that they don't have time to add DE classes to their schedule. That's okay. For the students who have the time and the capability, taking DE classes is a great option. Now, let's talk about parental oversight. Because your students are still in high school, you want to make sure they're keeping up with their assignments and passing the test. Colleges are not allowed to discuss anything pertaining to your student unless your student signs a FERPA. It's a federal form that allows the college to communicate with the parents. It's ironic that they can take your money, but they can't talk to you without, without that form being signed. If your student doesn't pass a DE class, that failing grade becomes a part of his permanent record unless he retakes the same class and makes a better grade. Unfortunately, if the student's using a state grant to pay for the DE class that he doesn't pass, he will most likely lose that grant if he doesn't earn and maintain a certain GPA. To retake the class may require the student to pay full price. So now that you know the good, the bad, and the ugly of dual enrollment opportunities, you can plan accordingly to what's best for your students. Thanks so much for listening today. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Homeschool Specialist Podcast. Tune in for more episodes. If you have any particular subjects you would like the homeschool specialist to cover in future episodes, send an email to pat.weselowski at brian.edu.